0: Where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to Where It's At, Uh, a new podcast about music, actually. Yeah. I am your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my equally bald co-host, Dan Hornstein. Ah, Nice. Well done. (laughs) Right out of the gate with that. Exactly. Uh, Just to give you all an idea, uh, Dan and I are both musicians. Dan's a comedian. I pretend to be... No, I don't. I just no. host a... We, I host a pom- comedy podcast with a very lonely man named Adam Radliff and a very fat man named Juan Smith. It's called No Country for Middle-Aged Men. Dan's on once a month. We have a great time. Go check that out. Uh, real quick, before we get into the show, you know, you can uh, email us at wherepodcast at gmail.com.
1: Oh, uh, we have an email?
0: Yeah. Uh, Nine Inch Males was taken.
1: Nine Inch Males was taken? Yeah. Ah,
0: figures. Yeah. Okay. That was the first idea for the show, but you know we kind of decided on where it is cuz dicks yeah <laughs> cuz we are yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know the camera's throwing me off i'm not gonna lie i want to no. look at
1: myself <laughs> the whole time fun. like i'm i'm not even going to look at you i'm just going to look at me <laughs> cuz i'm that narcissistic <laughs>
0: so uh anyways we're we the format of the show is we're going to each pick an album each week we're going to listen to both of them and then we're going to come together and talk about it we'll give a brief bio on the uh, artist and then talk about why we picked the album why we like the album other interesting things about it
1: and we're not limiting ourselves to new albums only right right Right. This is go back in the past, which is kind of cool. It gives us a lot of time. So hopefully as people continue to listen, they can even recommend stuff for us to check out and we can listen to their recommendations. That's what the email
0: address is for. Yeah. Uh, uh, Just to be upfront, if you recommend anything with country, I'm not touching it. I'll listen to it. I will will get you on some country, sir. (laughs) That's going to be a new mission. I figured that would happen, but yeah, I have, I have boundaries. So any, (laughs) so yeah, uh, yeah, we would love some listener interaction. And this the idea of this is Dan and I have been friends for several months now and we over we'll talk almost every day about music. Hey, have you heard this song? Have you heard this band? And it's really been beneficial for me personally because I'm getting to hear a ton of new stuff I never would have even heard of before. I have excellent and, taste. And yes, he yeah. does. And it's uh, really really fun, so we thought, hey, let's talk, have a podcast about this and we can hopefully get some other people out there who want to broaden their horizons and, you know, listen to other stuff that, you know, is not on the charts you know this- so what you're saying is bring me the horizon yes exactly <laughs> I'm also saying this is the, the also known as the anti-Radliff musical hour <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah our buddy Adam, he has bad taste he has bad in taste music. of music and we'll have him on eventually as a guest and you can find out for yourself so yeah, so first of Let all, him talk briefly. Yeah, <laughs> very briefly. We'll, shush to that. <laughs> so first of all, uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, okay. I picked uh, a band called little dragon and their new album, new me, same us. Yeah. And I first heard the uh, little dragon about nine years ago, nine or 10 years ago. When, uh, you know how, uh, I don't know you probably don't play too many video games, the FIFA games, they have a really unique soundtrack every time they come out with a game and it's world music, music from countries all over the world. And their song, what was it called? I forgot what nightlight. It was on FIFA 13. So it came out in 2012 and I really dug it. It was really weird, mm. really unique, very strange music. But then this new album came out of theirs. And I was like, wow, they, in the last nine years, they really changed their sound and like matured as artists. And it's really, really enjoyable. But anyways, they're from Sweden. They formed in 1996 and they have uh, the singer, you, Kimi Nagano. She's half Japanese and she's got this really unusual soulful voice, which is very beautiful. It's very airy and raspy sometimes. She's got a lot of range. It's really, really cool, but they're mostly an electronic band. They throw in like some guitar and bass and sometimes other elements of different music in there. That's really, really fun. But I picked this album because I... Sometimes to like chill out or wind down at the end of a crazy day, I want to listen to something that helped me relax. Mm -hmm. And for a while, this has been my go-to. Do you throw
1: this on and like have a glass of red wine and take a long bath?
0: Yeah. Like yeah, in the, the, the shower there,
1: in, the stand-up yeah. shower. I sit down and let it fill up around me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, If one of your butt cheeks covers the drain, yeah. like, you're good. Yeah, it'll yeah. work. It's, it's kind of nice.
0: hard to arrange my butt cheek the How to turn the, the right shower spot. into
1: the bathtub. I can work with you on that. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but a, uh, New Me, Same Us is the name of the album. And the first track, Hold On, it's a nice, good, upbeat kind of dance, not really dance, but it's got a good groove to it. The bass groove is great. And it's it's actually, it's not my favorite song, oh. but it's still a great song. It's like one of the singles. Yeah. But I, across the board, I think this album is excellent. Okay. But the first one I first heard it, I was like, "No, oh, okay, this is a nice groove, but it's not really kind of my jam." And then it got into Rush, and I was like, "Okay, this is getting a little bit better." Yeah. Oh, and by the way, listeners out there, uh, if you want, pull open your Spotify or your Apple Music and swap over to these songs when we're talking about them. You get an idea of what we're talking about here because we're not rich and we're not going to pay for licensing fees. <laughs> but uh, when it gets to track number three, another lover is when I feel that the album really starts to shine. I'm Okay. And it's a it's kind of like a song about like conflict or like kind of one needing to forgive somebody. And it's a very, very good song. Like oh, she says the word understand dozens and dozens of times. Like I don't understand. And it's all about like trying to understand and like come to terms with the situation. And it's very, very well put together, very well thought out, but it's still like very relaxing. And you you would think a song called Another Lover could be like kind of like tumultuous and stuff but it's not it's mm-hmm. a very relaxing chill song. Um any thoughts on those first 3 tracks?
1: It's interesting that the the lyrical content kind of got you. Yeah. That was um that's not something that for me usually happens. Um mm-hmm. lyrics are if I pay attention to lyrics it's the very very last thing. So there's got to be something early on that hooks me. I hadn't heard this band before. Let me start with that. It wasn't like uh, somebody that I knew. So as I started to comb through the different tracks, especially early on, what caught me was initially with Hold On, track number one, um, a little bit of Prince vibes in there. Mm -hmm. And as I got through the remainder of the record, as it started to go on, I started to pick up other influences that you could tell they had. And it's all very dance electronic ish. Yes. Um, there's some disco stuff later on in the record. There's some 80 stuff later on in the record. I didn't, I didn't know they were Swedish. In fact, one of my notes, as I wrote down, as, as I was listening to it, I just kind of put or whatever thoughts that I had at the time on there. Yeah. And what I thought about, hold on, what I liked about it was it had a little bit of a nineties vibe to it, like a nineties R&B vibe. It did. And I feel like, It's almost as the record goes on, as the record goes forward, the influences go backwards in time. So it goes from the 90s into more of the 80s and into more of the 70s. There's some disco stuff later on. Um, That Prince vibe really came in for me at the second track, Mm -hmm. which is Rush. Rush. Rush was the first song that I went, okay, I like this. This is better than the single. And it's got some drums at the end of it mm-hmm. that come in towards the last third of the track that I thought were really well done. Um, almost gives it that, that's kind of what reminded me of the Prince sound is it almost gives it like a Sheila E mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it. I had no clue they were Swedish until I looked them up the, and I got maybe about three or four songs in that I, I went and dug in and I went, oh, they're Swedish. Okay. That explains the disco. Yes. Uh, (laughs) But I didn't expect that. I didn't expect listening to those first three or four songs for them to be a Swedish band, especially with the singer. I thought that she, and I'm just going to wear my heart on my sleeve here, I thought she was black. Um, She had, because she had a very soulful soulful thing that not a lot of non-black people can do. Right. Um, And I was really impressed with
0: that. Yeah. That's what instantly hooked me on them as a group was like, her voice really stands out. It like, it'll like almost reach out and grab you and suck you in. You're like, wow. And then she's got so much range and can do so much with her voice. It's just phenomenal. And so then, uh, track number four is kids. I it it's <laughs> I was listening to it actually yesterday. Yeah. And at the beginning you hear this like snorting sound and she's like, Oh, my life is good or my life's about to explode. And I was like, she just do a replica. She just did a line, <laughs> <on> a rail. <laughs> I was like, yeah. The Swedes love their rails. <laughs> but uh it's also another good song. It's a uh it's like the it's the, I don't know. It's got this like piano electronic piano in it. That's like ding, ding, ding. It's really cool. Okay. And then she follows it with, you know, her the melody there with her vocals. And it's like the whole, the kids are rock stars now, basically like what kind of world is this where like kids are making millions of dollars on YouTube. And she wrote it from the perspective of, you know, she has a kid now and she's like, what kind of world? i like, are my kids mm-hmm. being raised and compared to me? And it's just like a kind of like look at the world now compared to what it was song. It's very, very fun.
1: That's interesting. That was one of my least favorite songs Oh really? on the whole record. <laughs> I thought, uh, I just thought the melody wise, It was. It felt just okay, Mm -hmm. and it. This is where they step. They started to step away from the, I guess R and B and soul influence, and more into the pop influence. And the more that the record does that, just from my taste, that's a little bit of where I start to peel back and go, eh, it's not for me. Mm -hmm.
0: Then it goes into every rain, which is my second favorite track.
1: Yeah, that one I liked a lot.
0: It's very good. It's. You just one of those ones you just got to go listen to it's it's they they try and capture like the feeling of rain i feel like through music which i thought was very cool i like it when a band like uh, thrice did that with their fire and water earth and air yep. albums where they try and take the ideas of fire or water and then they make music that kind of gives you that vision audio audibly and it's really fun i feel like they did that with that song and it's really fun
1: That one I I thought had a good use of different breakdowns. Mm -hmm. The electronica influence was strong Strong. with that. It reminded me a lot of early 2000s Moby. Yes. Specifically (laughs) like watching that movie The Beach uh, with Leonardo (laughs) DiCaprio, DiCaprio. whatever, I think it's the song is Porcelain by Moby that Mm -hmm. plays at the scene where they first arrive on the beach in Thailand, the the hidden beach and their their community kind of welcomes them and they take them out to the little cove area that's there and it's a really great scene. But that track, the way that that song, the way the Moby song scores that track and really lends itself to the scenery Mm -hmm. of it is kind of what I, my same takeaway listening to, um, what's the song? Every Rain. Every Rain, yeah. Again, I got that same vibe. I also thought those were her best vocals on the record. I thought overall her singing on that one really
0: stood out to me the most. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, Next was uh, New Fiction. Another one of my favorite, I feel like the record starts off kind of slow and then in the middle gets good and then it kind of eases off and, but it finishes strong, at least to me. New Fiction is a track I enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's uh, kind of just got this funky little beat to it, a nice little melody. It's a very fun song. I've, I had that song stuck in my head for days and I just played it. My girlfriend was like, when are you going to listen to something else? Ah! (laughs) I was like, ah, maybe next week. (laughs) (laughs) Next week you're going to have to do another podcast. (laughs) And then, uh, number seven, track number seven is sadness. Just a song about sadness and emotion. It's a, it's, it's an okay song. I, like I said, I feel like this is a, pretty decent record all the way through. I didn't feel like any of the songs were like, oh, I'll just skip this. But then it goes into Are You Feeling Sad, which has this really weird intro where it's like the dude jamming on the keyboard like Mm -hmm. and then it comes into this really cool beat and it's very disco-y. Yes. It's very disco-y. Reminded me a lot of like Jamiroquai. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a fun track. I really enjoy it. Uh, and then it goes into like the single, single, like their lead single, which was uh, "Where You Belong." It's a good song, not my favorite, but whatever producer or rec exec was like, "Hey, this is the song you should lead with." Obviously, I'm not one of those people, but it's a great song. It's not one of my favorite. The A and R guy. Yeah, <laughs> and then same thing with "Stay Right Here." Good song. And then my favorite song is the last one water. I feel like they capture the essence of water, the, the idea of water. It's, it's a great, it's the songs comes in two parts too. It's like the first half of it where she's singing and it's kind of like you're, it's kind of like a contrast between water and then desert between dryness and being in water. It's a really interesting take on water there and it's r- okay, I like really really lyrically it's a very fun kind of interesting listen but it's got this really nice just like jam to it it's good got a guitar and the bass and it's just yeah. a great jam you can sit there and just like you know sit back in your house and relax and just like nod your head and just groove along with it
1: that's that as i was writing my first round of notes going through and listening to the record the first time that was my initial t- I, I Without having too much else to say about it, I just wrote, this last song is super chill. Yes. And it really is that. It's it's It kind of locks into that vibe. It locks into that groove a little bit and lets it just sit there and simmer. Yeah. Um, which is very, very well done because they could have gone in a lot of different directions and mm-hmm. I like that they chose to just stick with this and I really like the way that it closes
0: out the record. Yeah, I think it's the perfect closing out. And then the last probably minute and a half, two minutes of the song is just kind of like the groove jamming along with different water effects coming through. And it just relaxes you even more. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it's the perfect song to go to sleep to. Like I just put that on, lay down and you just, once you get to the, the instrumental part at the end, I, I have a real love for songs that do instrumental like outros very, very well. Nice, And this is one of those songs. And I just feel like you go through this whole, like, kind of like, not a roller coaster, but like a fun ride of an album. And then you get to the end and you just like, it leaves you just this very, on this plateau of just like chill and water. It's very relaxing. Very, very good. And the production on this album, I feel is incredibly well done. Mm -hmm. Um, like normally, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm 39 years old. I'm almost 40. So sometimes, I don't like it when an album is overproduced and it, they just kind of like overdo it. And like everything is too perfect. This is kind of getting towards that, but it is like a electronic record, so I would expect it. If it was a rock band, I would not want so that as much.
1: I f- and I feel like most electronic dance records yeah. are going to be closer to that side of really crisp production. Yeah. Right. Use of compression and stuff like that. More than anything that's, it's very rare that you hear something that's jarring or rough, rough. Yeah. from an electronic. I think it's just the nature of the instrumentation that they're using too. You know, the only electronic,
0: pre-programmed. The only electronic album I can think of that sounds rough and unpolished is, uh, days go by by dirty Vegas.
1: And it's the, and that, in a situation like that, I haven't heard that record, but it was probably a very deliberate choice. Yes. It wasn't like a happy accident right. <laughs> that in the studio, there was like, no, we want this to sound dirty. We yeah. want it to sound unpolished. And I'm okay with that when it comes to music like this. Yes. I, think yes. I will say, the, once, I've, once I read that they were Swedish, which was about three songs in, they started to sound more and more European.
0: Yeah. They, As they, it went yes, on. As it goes on, it does. And, yes. and I
1: was like, okay, yeah, this is very Swedish. This is like, <laughs> yeah, not a, like Ikea sweet, but no,
0: this isn't something you put together with a fake screwdriver.
1: So there, and it's, it's, I'll tell you what did it for me. And it was, it really was, it was that kind of disco influenced, very Jamiroquai mm-hmm. sounding. Cause I think he's European. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. And there's something about music from Europe overall especially pop music from europe that they're not afraid to steer into some of their cornier influences yeah like
0: Mm -hmm. disco Disco.
1: yeah (laughs) a little bit it's kind of like eurovision like you ever watch that you ever seen any dude watch any of the performances from eurovision there's even a movie that they did on netflix with will ferrell Uh that came out last year that's they're a band from Iceland trying to get on Eurovision and it is so spot on accurate to the kind of acts that they do. It's very theatrical, very over the top. Am I holding it wrong? No, you're fine. Oh yeah. You were like, no, you were were doing this with the microphone and I thought that was your way of either telling me to hurry the fuck up or your opinion is dog shit. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I did feel like overall the The production I thought was super clean, super crisp. There, I could hear everything that was going on in mm. each track. Nothing was buried. It was, um, and it was easy to distinguish between it too. I thought the some of the choices that they made were super unique, especially when they brought in other <laughs> things like the drums at the right. end of. Um, I forgot the name. Every rain, Every rain Every the drums rain, yeah. at the end of track two. Not, not track two. Sorry,
0: five. Every rain.
1: Every is rain five. is five. The one with the drums was track two.
0: Rush, that I'm was the second rush. One,
1: yeah. When that came in, that's what took me from liking this to going, oh, I really like this. Um, so, yeah, overall, I thought, I thought it was a decent record. It's not something that I would listen to a lot, mm-hmm. but if I'm in the mood for something like this, this will do just nicely. Yeah.
0: I'm a bit more, I like it a bit more than that. It's something I'm going to listen to decently regularly especially okay. when I want to chill out not an every day listen but um, I'll listen to it once a week probably once every other week cuz it's just a fun I don't know I like some chill music especially recently <laughs>
1: okay I go through phases like that absolutely
0: <laughs> oh yeah so what was your favorite tracks you you, you had to pick like your top 3 my top 3, three favorite tracks hint Hand- water the fir- uh, the last one okay. is my absolute favorite it's just I think it's a standout track, the vocals, everything. And then it's Every Rain, her vocals on that are just phenomenal. Yep. And then after that, it's New Fiction. Okay. New Fiction's a very, very fun song. I love the beat of it and I love the way she sings on that, nice. especially on the chorus. It's very very well done. And like I said, it's that what what gets There's just something about her voice that's it's so soulful and unique. It's just it's like very enthralling. You're just like, wow, this is very, very She's got a great voice, and when she
1: em- when she gets um uh, when she embellishes, yes, with it is yes. when I really that's when I really like it. I kind of wish she would do more of that. There were yeah. a couple of tracks I can't think of one specifically where she was. It felt like she was holding back, yeah. And I didn't want her to do that. I was like, I get that you're doing what you feel fits the song right. and fits the tone, but it kind of would have been cool if she would have just come out the gates. On some of that stuff, and just like, no, I'm a powerful yeah. singer. This is what you're gonna get. Yeah, like belt it out. Yeah, I want to hear like <laughs> some runs. Like, I almost wanted her to do more of that style of R&B style singing. Mm-hmm. Um, be a little more like Beyoncé and a less like PJ Harvey, right. for right. example. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> yeah. I did think one one other thing that came to mind. So I'll tell you my favorites first. My favorites was Rush absolutely the drums at the end of that is it, it's just such a cool little vibe to it. And it was, um, it just added that, that the way that closed that out, I thought that was super cool. Every rain again, same. We talked about that. It reminds me a little bit of Moby, good use of breakdowns, great vocals. And I'm going to change my third answer. I had another lover as uh-huh. my favorite, but I think I want to do the closing track water as well. I think I'm going to agree with you on it's that a one.
0: Great song. And, uh, another lover is one of my favorite ones too. It just didn't break the top three, but I really, really enjoy that song. Yeah. It's, it's a great, like, little narrative there. It's, it's so good. <laughs> so do you have any least favorites? Uh, if there was... If, probably Stay Right Here. Okay. The second to last one. Like I said, it's not a bad track. It's just not something that really grabs me. And I'm like, no, okay. And then Hold On, the, the, the first one. You know, it's, it's decent. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're on a scale of one to five, I'm like, yeah, it's a three. It's okay.
1: It was... It, but it was a good intro, for me, not having heard the band, mm-hmm. coming in going, it, it, I think it set the tone pretty well for what I was going to get. It was indicative of the rest of their yeah. sound from the album. I, for me, I, I picked Kids as my least favorite, and I just sadness, I did not care for the disco vibe. And I felt almost like that one, when it kicked in, threw off the rest That's of true. the is it stood out too much. It was it felt juxtaposed against yes. the rest of the mix of the album
0: and it's sandwiched in between like a couple of other songs that, you know, it kind of doesn't fit in between new fiction and are you feeling sad?
1: Which I did think it was kind of odd that they had two songs back to back and one it's, of them was called sadness, sadness. and other was like, are <laughs> you <laughs> sad?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about sadness.
1: Are you sad? They, they wrote,
0: they, they arranged that after she ripped that Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: you <laughs> see her like pounding
0: her head <laughs> we're gonna do sadness and then are you sad actually funny they're like really
1: it's not really the best for the mix I said what I said <laughs> yeah
0: funny story about the band uh, the name little dragon comes from her dealer in- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it comes from her. Uh, when uh, like, uh, when they were first recording music, she would throw fits in the studio. Like she said, their tantrum. She's like, there's some truth to it. Sometimes the guy's exaggerated, but they call her little dragon. Cause oh. she would throw a fit when something she, she wasn't doing well. Or, okay. You know, something's not going her way. So I was like, Oh, cause I wondered. I so was she's like, what the that
1: Swedish mean? electronica mm-hmm. Axl
0: Rose. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> Perfect description. <There> she is. <laughs> i will I would say this though one thing I wish they would have done that would have if there's anything that would have taken the what they did up a level for me mm-hmm. it's if instead of leaning into like the disco vibe that they did on a couple of tracks, if they would have done more trip hop style, yeah, electronica with the drum sound that sounds like it's being recorded off of a record that's playing and it's got that crackle, Crack? yeah, I couldn't help but listen to it and go. You know what, if they would have had some of that style of percussion, it would have just fit them very nicely. Yeah. And I think with as much, with as many homages that they do to other groups or other styles of music that are within it, clearly they're, they're, you know, um, passionate about their influences and they're showcasing that, hey, this is the stuff that we like to listen to, so this is the stuff that we're going to play. Yeah. I like that. And I almost feel like if they would have brought a little bit of that in, like some, some Portis head or massive attack style, Mm -hmm. tricky. um,
0: And her voice would go right in with that.
1: (laughs) And that's, I'll tell you what, that's what would make me okay with the reserved singing style that she does sometime. Yeah. It would have complimented that very well, but if it's not there, then I go, yeah, I want you to be, I want you to have some bravado. Yeah. Really come out.
0: Yeah. So that's that. We'll give you ratings on both albums at the end, but that was the one I picked and that was why it's just a great, great listen. So Dan, what did you bring?
1: I brought to the table a band called lonely, the brave. Oh yeah. Their new album is called the hope list. It just came out. It's a new release since I think late January of 2021. So it's really only been out for about two to three weeks. I, um, uh, do you have a bio? Or I can, I can give, some, I don't have a bio. Go I for can it. give the brief overview of lonely, the brave. They are a UK band that are very alternative. Um, they, they're described as an alt rock act. They've been around now for several years. They are, I guess, pretty decently big in the UK. UK? Mm-hmm. um, One of the things that as I was going through, this is their... So how I got into Lonely the Brave, their previous album that came out, which is called Things Will Matter, and that's released in 2016. I don't remember how I stumbled on that record, but one of the ways that I like to find new music is anytime there's a recommendation on the streaming service I use, which is Apple Music if there's a band that I like enough and they go, Hey, you also might like, Mm -hmm. I'll go through every single one of their recommendations just to see. And it's a hit or miss type of experience. This was one of those bands that was recommended. And I started listening to things will matter. It is a fantastic record. I absolutely, that was one of my favorite records for a long time. I wore it out. I listened to it over and over again. Um, they've got a very nineties alt rock influence. And it's very prevalent on that record. It's even more prevalent now on this new record that we were listening to, which is The Hope List. I will say this going through and listening to The Hope List for the very first time, my initial reaction was wow, their singer sounds different. Mm -hmm. Sounds super different than on their last record. And it wasn't until I did some digging that I found out they have a new singer. Oh, (laughs) that would do it. (laughs) And they went the route of, um, I guess more like what STP has mm-hmm. done, where they've got you know, Stone Topal Pilots have a new singer and he's very much kind of a Scott Weiland ish voice. Uh, there's a lot of similarities with their vocal styles, but there's a little bit of difference there. And Lonely the Brave did that. It was enough to where I, the, the new singer has a little bit more of a rasp to his voice, mm-hmm. but he still sings in the same style as the old singer. So it's complimentary in a lot of different ways. And I, my first listen as I was going through, and I was about two or three tracks in, I went, yeah, uh, I think he's just smoking too many cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) That was my honest reaction. And then it wasn't until I, I read about it that I went, Oh, it's a new singer. And I hate to say this, but that ended up having an impact on my enjoyment of the record. Really? That I'll share in just a minute. Their old singer, apparently, as I was learning more about the story, left the band for mental health reasons, um which always kind of stinks. but i'll t- uh, I mean, without giving too much away early, I'll tell you that out of the gate, this record's not as good as their last one. interesting. It's not as good as things will matter. Things will matter. It may have just been that it hit at the right time for me, mm-hmm. the right day. Um, but I felt like this record in particular, didn't quite stick the landing as well as that other one was. Now, now that I've gotten that out of the way, Mm -hmm. you know, pop the balloon. I did like it. It's still a very enjoyable record for me. It still has a lot of what I love about nineties rock in it. It also has some things that I don't love about (laughs) nineties rock Rock in in it. it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, I didn't do a, I didn't do a song by song kind of breakdown like Mm you did. So I'll, Turn it over to you because I imagine that you kind of went through that, and I want to get I, your I thoughts I got more impressions.
0: Bit. I was just go with. Okay, okay. here's the thing. Um, just like when you do an album, do it your way. When I do an album, I'll do it my way. Keep it you. Hell yeah.
1: Keep it 100.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. So here's my here's my overall take. Mm-hmm. Their last record, when I first started reading about the band, they were like, "Oh, they're very influenced by '90s alternative," and they named some albums like "Screaming Trees," Pearl Jam, some of that like mid '90s, uh, you know, tail end of grunge, Mm -hmm. but not the heavier side of grunge like Alice in Chains and Soundgarden, the stuff that got lumped in, but it's still just good '90s things that matter to me. Checks all of the things that I loved about the '90s rock when I was listening to this new record, the hope list, the I'll, I'll do my first three songs. I'll kind of go through a little bit. I know I don't have to, (laughs) but this is going to, this is going to tie in a little bit to my thoughts on it. Um, I thought the track number one bound, it's a great start. It it really starts to check that off. I thought the second track, distant light had a catchier melody, Mm -hmm. uh, to it, it was a little more recognizable, but by the time I got to the third track, I'll be honest. I thought to myself, I said, "They're writing the same song." <laughs> Did yeah. you get that? I got that. You too. got that yeah. impression. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The third song is called Bright Eyes. And by the time I got through Bright Eyes, I was like, all right, I've I've heard this track twice already. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what is the deal here? Um, and it was a little it was a little disappointing there. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a whole lot and and after that, I didn't get a whole lot of additional variety. No. There was a couple of things that that stood out to me and I went, Oh, I like this. Um, Chasing Knives had a I thought a little bit of a better melody to it It had a little bit of difference some of the slower tracks that they had like the hope list and Mm -hmm. i think the second to last song was a little bit slower that your heavy heart those were good standout moments where the melodies were a little bit better and i thought and i what really kind of killed it for me mark is (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to like this yeah i really did i wanted so bad to like this and when i recommended it for our podcast today Mm -hmm. i hadn't listened to it uh-huh. I'd maybe listen to like one or two tracks and I thought this is I, this is probably going to be something I like. Um, but what really fucked me up <laughs> was <laughs> I, at one point I was like, Oh my God, this sounds like fuel. <laughs> you remember fuel? Yes. Like in my hands, yeah. like, and once I had that thought, it was like inception.
0: Oh yeah. So you get the idea and then,
1: the, i once the idea was planted i couldn't yeah. get it out of my head and it it almost it almost ruined my listening experience for this really? i had to really dig deep to go what do i like about this <laughs> cuz i hate fuel
0: yeah i hated that song when it came out
1: um i was not a fan of all the like really good things about 90s alternative rock yeah it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows and fuels hemorrhage in my hand is one of the more was I, <laughs> it was like, that was like 97. It was like that and Iris from the Goo Goo Dolls that were, was, I <laughs> yeah. couldn't escape those two songs and they were both just not great songs to me. Um, if anything, I think Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls has a better shelf life. <laughs> it probably does. than fuel in my hands. Yeah. That dude's just so obnoxious. So overall, okay. I thought it was an all right. Listen, not something that I would, again, not something I would put on a lot, there's, there's some, the things that when I sat down and I tried to go, what's different about the first, the other album versus this one, Mm -hmm. um, it boiled down to two things for me. Number one, variety. Mm -hmm. That first album has a lot more variety to it in the song construction. Mm -hmm. There are guitar leads in that record. Things will matter Mm -hmm. that are, they're not solos, but they're melodies that help to counterbalance against the vocal melody. And it's, they work really well together and that's, that part was completely missing from this record. There were were a lot of good guitar parts in there, but structurally it went from clean guitar sound to loud guitar sound for the refrain. And every song had a structure. It was verse. It was intro verse, Verse. chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, outro. Mm -hmm. And I got super tired of that overall. So I have my songs that I liked as my best. I have my songs that I thought were the worst. Um, but overall, I, I, I'd i say, you know, they wrote the same song four times, but it's a decent <laughs> song, yeah. you know?
0: When when I first listened to it, I never, I'd heard of Lonely the Brave. I never heard it. I haven't heard the other. I'll, I'll go take a listen to it. So I've listened to this at least a dozen times. So I've, when you give me an album, I'm gonna make sure I listen to it all the way through at least ten times. Wow, that's a lot. Because I want to, th- at least for me, I've learned with music you have to give something more than one shot. Yeah, like you, because you can hear things again and again. So I was. I like, listened to Dragon, Little Dragon, three times. So. Okay, I, well, i listened to that hundred times. So I was <laughs> like, I don't need to listen to it much more. But for this one, I listened to it at least twelve times because I was like, I want to make sure I really came around to liking Bound the first song. I yep. I like it. I like the melody. I like the way he sings. I like the intro. I felt like it was a great like starting point for an album yeah and so then it comes into distant light and bright eyes and I was just like this is the same thing again so you had the same impression yeah, it was exactly okay. and then probably the second time I listened to it I was like where's the variety right and I was kind of disappointed because I had so you recommended something to me so I, whenever Dan recommends something to me I listen to it and I have high expectations were you on
1: it like honestly were you like what the fuck is Dan thinking no a I, bit?
0: I, uh, uh, I was just like like Dan, maybe Dan is into- <laughs> I was like, Dan's probably into this more than me, whatever. But I thought, and then I was like, I wonder what Dan, Dan's going to say. Because I, I wanted to hear what you said, which was pretty much spot on close to what I said, too. Okay. So, or close to what I think, too. And as the record goes on, it just kind of like, it's kind of like taking a walk down a slow slope a little bit. And so like you start off at this great high point and then it's just slowly down the hill. I I liked your heavy heart. Second to the last song. Mm -hmm. I like that song. It's something different. They had some cool chord changes in that that
1: I liked. That was, um, that I thought was really, really, that was the most unique
0: thing on the whole record. By the time it got to your heavy heart, it was, um, I was like, okay, it's a nice little pick me up. And then it just lets down to the end. And my initial impression uh, initial impression for when I heard them was, oh, this is Angels and Airwaves without the aliens. Oh. <laughs> 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 it was just, I was like, I've heard something that reminded me of uh the Angels and Airways, just a slight little thing. Yeah. It has some safety suit vibes too. Okay. A little bit more in his vocals. And then uh, also some Dead Poetic vibes. There was a band out of Ohio called Dead Poetic. They did some they did a couple songs with Chino, and that's how I found out about them. Chino from the Deftones, yeah. my favorite singer. So he and so once I heard he did that, I wanted to hear it. And it's great stuff that he did. Dead Poetic's not one of my favorite bands, but the stuff they did with Chino is phenomenal.
1: That's kinda how I like so you mentioned Chino, like when I listen to Team Sleep, mm-hmm. I get the same kind of vibe as this. Yeah. So there's a lot of similarities and there's not a lot of uh, variety in the sound. Right. And it's fine for Team Sleep. I'm I'm cool with that, but there's other stuff that he's done that I thought yeah, that's, has a lot more... A lot more
0: substance a to lot it. More,
1: yeah, a lot more of spectrum to it.
0: The uh, one thing I really got from like their their sound of the band, it's like this big, at least to me, I would describe it as like this... Big, it's the sound kind of music you would want to like listen to at the top of a mountain over an insanely huge PA, and you want to hear it at like three thousand decibels. I think
1: that's what they're going for. They're going for big, epic yeah. style. It's sound
0: ballady, big sound. So that was kind of cool. Um, with headphones in, the songs actually, at, once you get past the first couple songs, time just slows down. If you're listening to it with just earbuds in or just headphones, like isolating headphones, I felt like time was almost at a standstill. It was just this (laughs) it was just like this the latter half of the album like it's taking forever. (laughs) I was just Christ. When is it going to be over? It's all the same, you know? Yeah, that's that's the that was the thing. I was er, 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 first listen through each new track. I'm like, okay, what's going to come next? more the same. And I was like, Oh, come on, something different. And then it got to the, you know, the second to the last track. I was like, okay, that's a little bit better, but it's still not, it wasn't enough to like for me to go, okay, this is redeemed it now. But you know it, what and I mean? it would be
1: different if it were, um, uh, I don't mind when bands use a same kind of style over and over again. Right. That's, that's completely okay. This really felt like each song was in the same key. Yeah. And that it used the same, same guitar riff, and yep. that it used the same melody yeah. from vocally, and to where it was, it was an identical. Yeah, it was almost like a Xerox copy each time. And it's like running, it's like you, you know, when you, you're a kid and you played around with a Xerox machine, you take a Xerox and then you try to copy the copy and you yes. start to lose quality each <laughs> yes. time. Yes. That's what this felt like. It felt like they were Xeroxing. They wrote that one good song bound. It was like the kickoff of the yeah. album and then they kept trying to do it, but they were Xeroxing the copy pages over and over. So by the time you get it, it's, just, it's this mess yeah. of it a little bit. It's like
0: playing a game of telephone. A
1: little, yeah, very much. I felt like, um... Production-wise, I could tell same kind of thing what they were going for. Man, the drums felt really buried on this album for me. I did not care for that. The the vocals were really pushed to the front. Mm -hmm. They're almost like, hey, we got a new singer. Let's show him off. (laughs) That's cool. He's a good singer. He's got a good quality voice. I like the sound of his voice a lot. But I almost feel like the pulling back of the drums in the mix sucked a little bit of the life out of it because i had to listen hard yeah, yeah i had to listen to it a lot to go what's the what's going on here with the drums and he's he's a good drummer as as i paid attention well this guy's doing good mm-hmm. stuff that adds a texture to the overall quality of each song and he's doing some good i mean tasty kind of fills uh some the the beats are good he's serving the music quite well push him up a little bit give it that dynamics yeah. that's missing if especially if your goal as a band is to have big choruses big epic style choruses yeah. that kind of loud quiet loud style if you want to do that, uh, the dynamics just weren't there for me.
0: Yeah. The good drummer and a good, in a good mix, like with the toms and the fills, like what are you talking about? Yeah. That would add so much more weight and power to the music, which I feel like would have at least taken it up a couple notches for me. I was like, it just felt like there, there was just that little thing lacking there. And that's a spot on take of what that just felt like. I was like, meh. Yeah. just kind of falling flat there yeah
1: I thought it's a good I mean it's a lean record it's each song kind of cuts to the chase there's not a lot of dilly dally in it but overall
0: uh, just not as good as their previous record which is a shame I'll have to go back and listen to the the first one anything else on that album Fuel Sucks <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, here on where it's at, we have a special rating system for the albums that we rate. Uh, it's the beard scale cause we each have beards. So it's one beard being the worst five beards being the best. So on a scale of one to five, what would you rate the hopeless?
1: Lonely, the brave, the hopeless. I'm going to give it two and a half beards. Okay. I think out of five it's, it's just right there sitting in the middle for me. I had such high expectations for this record because that other one is so much better. Okay. And so, yeah, kind of a disappointment, kind of a letdown for me.
0: Um, I'm going to give it two. Okay. because really there's only two tracks on there that I'll listen to again, which is the first one and the second to last one. Yeah. It's, I enjoy those songs, but other than that, it's just, it's very disappointing. Not going to fault you for that. Yeah. And so, I would still
1: go see him in concert if they came go, the new singer. I'll go stuff. see him in
0: concert because this would be a fun show. If, I hope they I'm play some a of the older songs. Over year. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> At this point during Corona, I want to go to a show. Yeah. I can see Ricky Martin right now. Yeah. I go see almost anybody. So, uh, for new me, same us by little dragon, I'm going to give them this album. I'm gonna give it four, four beards. Okay. It's, it's not one of my favorites, but it's not mediocre either. It's yeah. like right there in between mediocre and fantastic. I'll listen to it again and again. I'll listen to the next few years. I have a, a playlist of like 250 chill songs. I put water on that. Cause that's just like a great chill out song. So that, uh, I just felt like that was, that needs to be your new catchphrase. I put water on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anytime something's good. You're like, yeah, I put put water on that.
0: I'm going to start using that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What's up girl? Uh, (laughs) I give, I give that one. uh, I'm going to up my rating. I had three Mm -hmm. beards. I'll give it three and a half. Um, I thought it was, it was different. It's, and like I said, this isn't, that's not something that I would seek out to listen to a lot. Um, it's so European. It's very European, European, and I got to be in the right kind of mood for that. But (laughs) what I and that's what I wrote at the end is that if I'm in the mood for this type of music, this will do very nicely.
0: Yes. So, uh, that's our first episode. Real quick before we wrap wrap up, do you want to share like any social media with people out there?
1: Yeah, check me out on Instagram. Um, at Dan in Houston, all one word: Dan in Houston. Um, do you know what you're going to do next week? I almost feel like
0: I need to redeem myself after I actually have it down to two. We okay. can pick it right now. We can I give you all go- a preview.
1: I don't know if I want to go back in time though and do like something that I really like or still something new. Wow. <laughs> so I don't, I haven't decided yet. Don't worry
0: about it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. That's so, uh, my social media on, I'm on Instagram at MR underscore pockets 21, Mr. Pockets 21. Just don't forget the underscore under there. Uh, I hardly ever post, but if you want to reach out to me, that's the place to do it. Cause I'm not giving you my phone number. Where does Mr. Pockets <laughs> originate from? Yeah. Actually fun story. So there was a original Xbox game called red faction two, and you played with bots and you could like, get with a couple of friends and fight against the bots and the bots would come kill you. And one of them, they, they had different ratings for how good the bots were. And the worst one was a guy named Mr. Pockets. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's not like it's y- just always this like sarcastic. Oh, Mr. Pockets. He's such a jackass. That or, wasn't like He your, was just cannon uh, fodder. It wasn't like your nickname in high school. <laughs> no, no. Because you were playing pocket pool. My near my nickname was <laughs> a, one kid. Actually, a couple kids actually called me wolf boy because I had enormous sideburns. <laughs> ah, okay. All right. <laughs> and that just graduated into a beard now.
1: Nice. I like that. Well, Mister Pockets is a better Instagram handle than Wolf Boy. Yes,
0: <laughs> and I'm sure Wolf Boy is taken.
1: <laughs> you know what? I do. I, I think I know which one I'm going to pick.
0: Okay, what are you going to pick?
1: I'm going to um, for next week. I'm going to review the Witches, the band, the Witches, which is W Y T C H E S. Their new album, Three Mile Ditch, which is I've been listening to. The, I've been digesting this one a little bit. Okay. For it's an it's a recent release, but it's late 2020. I think. Okay. So it's been around a couple of months. I think sh- I shared with you one of their songs already. Um,
0: you did? Yeah.
1: yeah. But I want to, I want to do a full dive into this cause it's a little bit, uh, it's a, it's a, I've, I've been enjoying this record a lot. So it'll be more fun to talk about.
0: Okay. Then, then this, the, sh-
1: than Lonely <laughs> the, braised, the shit list, the shit list. <laughs>
0: So for next week, I'm going to pick an album that's came out about 20 years ago. Uh, It's going to be a rock album, some with a bit more energy and it's the album is called from one and it's a band by, uh, by a band named Ra R a Uh, phenomenal band. That's this album favorites. is, yeah. yeah, they're one of my favorite artists. This album is my favorite by far. I feel they have everything they've done, I feel, has been great, but this one just for some reason, special place in my heart. Uh, go out there, listen to it. Fantastic record. And yeah, you know, come back and listen to us talk about our opinions on it. And, you know, maybe in the future, you know, give us some suggestions on what you'd like to hear, what you'd like to hear us review, and we'll consider it.
1: Are we at? <laughs> Only forty-five minutes.
0: Forty-seven minutes. Forty. That's so much. This is half the time in No Country for Old. Yeah, yeah. Old Mark. Mark. We're talking for like two and a half hours over at the other one. Uh, yeah. Fucking Adam's long-winded. Yeah. You <laughs> Adam, heard it, Radliff. Yes. No, oh, I'm sure he'll listen to this. He will,
1: and he'll have. He'll have. He probably likes Lonely to Braves new album. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs>
0: he probably he's gonna be not. like i really liked it <laughs> <laughs> yeah because one thing i've learned if we don't like something he's gonna love it yeah and he'll he'll he'll
1: fall on the sword yes, and the fence for
0: it yes. Every <laughs> single time. i listened to y'all's
1: last podcast where he was talking about jurassic park and terminator 2 which i agree with him on yeah um but man he got so he
0: got yeah his face was super red it was <laughs> anyways thank you everybody for listening adios we'll see you all next week